lights, please? And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. A few years back, our daughters came to us, my wife and I, and they said, could we bake a cake? I was like, sure. But they wanted to bake a cake that day on Christmas Day for Jesus. I was like, well, never thought of that, but why not? So we baked a cake, and on Christmas Day, we sat around the dining room table, the four of us, and we sang happy birthday, and we ate birthday cake. And I remember thinking, now this is what Christmas is all about. That's what it's all about. It's about celebrating God becoming a little baby, a child. God coming to us through a baby. It's not about the, the hustle and the hurry and the running around. And I know that nobody probably hurried in here today, did you? And nobody's thinking, well, the stores do open a little early today. And I got like four more things. Anybody? Come on, guys. Own up. You got a busy afternoon, right? Sure you do. But that that's not what it's all about. It's not about the gifts and the running around and staying stressed out. It's about God becoming a person. It's about the God of heaven making a decision to come to earth in the form of a child. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about the light from heaven coming to earth to make a difference in our lives. If you're here for the first time today, we've been going through a series called light. And I've talked about how God is the originator of light. He's the original clapper. He turned it on. He started this whole thing called light and chased the darkness away. And ever since then, God has been on a quest to keep mankind out of darkness. God doesn't want anybody to live in darkness. And that is what the Christmas story is all about. Jesus Christ came so no one would ever have to live their lives in darkness. Long before the stable where Christ was born, long before the three wise men who followed the star in the sky to go worship the baby Jesus, long before the shepherds in the field saw the angel and the angel said, I bring you good news, I bring you great joy. Long before that, Prophets, centuries before, began to talk about this king that would be born. This king that would be born that would be unlike any king ever. 
that would do something different, that would be different. And when you read the Old Testament, there's prophecy after prophecy about this king that's going to come and reign on the earth. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, one of these prophecies about the birth of a king was written. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel means God with us. And God used a word that we would understand because he knew that we would need to know he's with us. He knew that we would mess up and feel alone. He knew that we would blow it in relationships. He knew that we would blow it morally. And he knew that we would need to know he was with us. So he chose a name, Emmanuel, gave to the prophet. This prophet shared it with God's people and said, God is coming. God is not off in a temple somewhere. God's coming as Emmanuel, God with us, God in our lives. And that same message is as true today as it was thousands of years ago. God can be with you. For a lot of people, the holidays can be a lonely time. You can feel alone. You can feel left out. But you don't have to because God says, I'm Emmanuel. I am with you. Fast forward a few centuries after this prophecy was written and an angel appears to Mary and tells her she's going to be chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus Christ. That she's going to give birth to a child, although she's a virgin, a miracle has happened, and she's going to give birth. She was chosen to carry the light from heaven to earth. So God becomes a man so he can be with us. You may have walked in here today not feeling like God was with you at all. Maybe you came in today thinking, God's against me. Maybe you're approaching the holiday season with fear because it's the first time alone. It's the first time since the funeral. It's the first time since the divorce. It's the first time since they moved out. It's the first time since the kids went to college. It's the first time unemployed that you're facing Christmas. But just the same as God said thousands of years ago, somebody's going to, this, this king is going to come to earth and call him Emmanuel because it means God with us. God is with you. And God desires that no one feel loneliness ever because he sent Christ to earth so you wouldn't have to feel what loneliness without God is like. And I pray at this Christmas, you realize that you're not alone. That God is with you. God is with you through relationships. God is with you through the divine. God is with you through your church. God is with you. That's why he made it so clear. Tell them, Emmanuel is coming. God with us. They understood. You mean God is going to be with us and not off somewhere else? In a temple, he's, he's going to actually be with us. That's why the angel said, I bring you news of great joy because God is going to relate to mankind the way he never has before. And it's going to change everything because God is not going to be off somewhere else. He's going to be with you and with you 
and with you. So God comes to earth in the form of a baby. And he grows up and begins a ministry and starts teaching, starts preaching, starts healing, starts raising people from the dead. And one day, while he was teaching, it's recorded in John chapter 8, verse 12, he said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus makes it pretty simple. Do do you want to have light? Do you want to live in the light? Do you want to stay away from the darkness? Here's what you have to do. Follow me. If you you want to stay in the darkness, stay away from Christ because He is what brings people into the light. And He stands before people and He says, I am the light of the world. If you want to find light, come to Me. But then later on He says this in John chapter 9, verse 5, While I'm in the world... I'm the light of the world. Well, there, there was a time Jesus was physically walking around in the world, and then he died, he was crucified, he was buried, rose again, went back into heaven, and then he was no longer on the earth. That's why he said, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. While I'm in the world, I'm going to be a light to those around me. While I'm in the world, I'm going to heal the sick. While I'm in the world, I'm going to touch people others won't touch. While I'm in the world, I'm going to bring companionship to those who are lonely. While I'm in the world, I'm going to tell people how they can live a better way of life. While I'm in the world, I'm going to give people answers to what comes after this life. While I'm in the world, I'm going to give people perspective on how they should live their lives. While I'm in the world, I'm going to make sure everyone I come into contact with does not feel lonely and does not feel depressed, and does not feel desperate. While I'm in the world, Jesus says, I'm going to be the light. But what happens when he's gone? When he's gone, did did the light go out when Jesus left? Here's what Jesus said would be the light after he was gone. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Speaking to his followers, he said, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop... Cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Father in heaven. He's saying, You are the light of the world. Not because you just do good things, but because you're receiving light from Him. Because he said he's the light, follow him and you'll walk in the light. Now, we're the light of the world. See, the first week in this series, in this series called Light, I talked about how God was the one that turned the lights on and God chases away darkness. The second week, we talked about how light reveals and how God wants to have our hearts revealed so we can change. Last week, I talked about how some people just choose to live their lives in darkness and how we can take steps to live in the light that Jesus wants us to live in. And now Jesus says, you be the light. You be the ones that take good news to people who need to hear it. You be the ones who bring hope to the poor. You be the ones who bring hope to the down, people who are down, hope to the people who are depressed. You bring hope to the hopeless. Now you're the light. 
It started out with him saying he was the light, and now he's taught us how we can be a light to the world. You don't have any light on your own. You're like the moon. And the moon doesn't have any light of its own. No matter how hard the moon tries, if the moon could do such things, no matter how hard it tries, it could not light up. The moon is nothing but a big ball of dust. That's all it is. The Bible says we came from the dust of the ground, so I guess we're just like a big ball of dust too. The moon could try and try, and no matter how hard it tried, it couldn't light up. But what the moon does, the moon receives light from the sun. And on a, on a dark night, when the moon is full, isn't it bright? Isn't it easier to see? But when you're looking at the moon at night, when it looks like that, the light's not coming from the moon. The light's coming from the sun. The night that picture was taken, the sun was out really bright. So when God says, you be a light to the world, what he's saying is, get the light from me and reflect that out into the world. You be my light. And don't light your light and then hide it under a basket. He says, let everybody see it. You be my light. You be the one, you be my feet, you be my hands, you be my heart. And that's what the birth of Jesus Christ started. Was, was It started a ministry that taught people that they are the light of the world. That we don't just have to rely on, on other people or even God to light the world. God through us can light the world up and make a difference. Emmanuel, Jesus, told us to go and be him to the world. We don't have any light. The only light we have comes from him. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are not like that, for you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. We have no light of our own. The only light we have comes from Jesus Christ. Only light we'll ever have comes from Jesus Christ. As hard as we may try, we can't light the world up on our own. We can only be His light to the world.